Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kev Lowe, and today we have my buddy Miles finally on the podcast. So Gage accompanied him because Gage is always good company, but Miles I've been wanting to have on this podcast forever. You've heard about him a lot. If I ever dropped the name Miles in the previous episodes, um, you know, that is who I'm talking about. He's finally on here. Um, he is an audio engineer by trade, but he also started the Miles Graves company with me, which is named after him. Uh, we kind of learned the music industry together. We navigated this stuff together. Um, when we first started this stuff years and years back, um, we were all learning together, you know, how to perform or who to talk to and you know who to get connected with and stuff like that so i'm really happy to have him on the podcast we talked a little bit about the uh, minnesota local scene but majority of it was you know about like nature and like our favorite video games and why horror films scare the shit out of me and him and stuff like that um just more of an open forum podcast like i said for artists there are some gems in here that we both dropped but mainly i wanted to have a fun episode with him something nonchalant and relaxed so Please enjoy the episode. Chia. He's currently getting a call from uh, spam. Spam likely. Spam. You know that's that's. You Can got, you please turn your ringer off, sir? Uh, sir, this is AMC Theaters. We are sh- we're all shareholders here. We're gonna need you to please turn off your. Phone. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's gonna be now. Please turn yeah. it off. <laughs> hey, you can turn my gain down also because I'm pretty crispy. I'm pretty right about now. How am I? How am I sounding? Oh, there we go. That sound about right? Um, that sounds pretty good there, Jim. Hi, my name's Sage Carlson. Hi, my name is Sage Carlson. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure. Am what I too quiet or no? I think I'm a little too quiet. Well, you're Kev, so you should probably be louder than everyone because that's how it works usually. Welcome to the public news Hi, my radio. My name is Steve Harvey. By... My name is Kev Harvey. Kev Harvey. I, you just got to grow an outrageous uh, mustache. No, what I want to do with this uh, the soundboard thing on here, because I forgot I even had it, was I'm going to change one out to have like, you know, my intro loop in the beginning of my videos on do, YouTube. Do, 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 do. No, not that. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, that was some nice porn music. Where did you even get this from? What what royalty-free website did you get? This, this was built into the system. It was built in. Oh, I didn't have to do anything. It was built into it. I didn't have to do anything. Who made that? Who I made it? I don't know. <laughs> Do you, do you have a oh, brand? Oh, the there? brand? Yeah. M Audio? Zoom. Zoom? Zoom. Shout out to Zoom for this awesome music. Thank this, you. Uh, Kev's Perspective episode is brought to you by Zoom. Okay. We're, no, it's not. <laughs> we're going to uh, we're gonna start this up. Ready, everyone? The Miles Graves way. I know, did somebody order an extra large sausage? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. My I'm your host, Kev Lone. And today, we have these two fucks. Yeah. Welcome them. Hey, that's, to the that's fantastic. I'm fuck number one. This fuck is number fuck one. number two. Number two. And this is Grand Master Fuck over here yeah, in the green, What's looking up? like he could hide in a bush. Yeah, that's the first thing he said when I hopped in the car. I said, "I could look like I'm hiding." Dude, in a are bush. you going to play paintball or what? <laughs> are you going to fucking ROTC in the morning or what? <laughs> what's going on? So I'm just going to wait until the grinding, fucking reaming Kevin's butthole is over. Oh, that's going to happen throughout the entire podcast, Jim. Hey, Get what happened to my water, Jim? There, water? Was, there was literally a glass there's, of water right here. There is was, a glass of water right there. Would you like me to grab that for you? Did you drink out of it? I did not. This is mine. Okay, great. Yeah, if you could grab that, okay. that'd be Let's go ahead. You're the most mobile one here right now. So I currently am. Yep. Yeah. Welcome, anyway, welcome to the Gage Reagan hour. The Gage Reagan hour. <laughs> it's a whole well, fucking a whole hour. hour. The podcast can be however long, but the Gage Reagan hour is a whole hour. It's a whole hour. <laughs> what do I talk about for an hour? I don't know, man. Back to back. I can uh, talk about Lord of the Rings. You just talk about lore. your fucking PC bullshit. Like, Hey, dude, get a PC. 
Hey, man, graphics prices are real high. Yeah, that's another uh, thing. So I'm going to preface this. This podcast episode is going to be nothing special, um, nothing specific about music, even though we all kind of work in the industry. Um, I just thought I'd have Miles on here. Miles Graves, welcome him. Um, He was fuck number one um, in the intro there. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I've talked about Miles in multiple podcasts, actually. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, this is episode probably 39, and I've talked about you in almost every episode. So about 38 episodes, bro. And you've never been on. Well, Till today. Till today. Hey, well, you know what? Well, let's let's fix that right let's, now. Let's fucking fix it. <laughs> let's just fix that right now. Yeah, just uh, you want to talk about the whole stage setup here, Gage, that you had to do? The whole finagling we did for the past 30 minutes? <laughs> well, we just, we weren't close enough. And we couldn't figure it out. People were getting cut out of frame. So I was like, well, we got to fix that. Just and a whole lot of hoopla. And then Miles like, gave me shit for my microphone, my microphone covers, my cables, it's not about my his headphones. Microphone. It's the fact that any audio engineer out there knows that a... Sure, SM7B is a dynamic microphone that, that surprisingly does not require phantom power. I thought it did. Mm. I thought it did. And that's okay. We all What's that things. blue thing I had to buy for it just to get it to work on any um any interface? I have no idea what Because you're if the about. interface doesn't have enough phantom power, there's something that everyone buys with this. It's not a blue icicle. It's called a... A spark? No. Like, literally, every time... I, like, I, when I bought this, Guitar Center, I said, hey, I have an SM7B, and they immediately just started handing me something, and I was like... Well, that's kind of what they do anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that was, like, the main thing they tried to sell me was the phantom power for it. They said it needs phantom power. Like, that was what three people said in there. That's a dirty lie. It is now, a dirty lie. Now, you worked at Guitar power. Center. I did, in fact, work at Guitar Ooh. Center, and I can tell you that's yep. a dirty, filthy lie. Man, it's a dirty, filthy <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see what they think that was phantom power. Hold on. Oversell. Did it, did it do anything? Nope. Nothing. Did it do anything? Nope. Nothing. Same. Same? Might as well save the power. Whoa. Yeah, save the environment there, Jim. Crazy. Save the environment. I want you to know that Kevin has been purposely hurting our environment by applying unneeded phantom power to his microphone. They throughout hurt 30, the environment. 38 podcasts. No, no, no. It wasn't just one. It was 38 <laughs> podcasts. Can we get somebody... We need to we need to have you do a carbon offset situation. You need to ride the bus for a little while or something there, bud. Yeah, you, this podcast needs to be carbon neutral, okay? If this is to work, we need to be yeah, working with the environment. I mean, we're pretty much fucked being in a house then, aren't we? Yeah. You mean we need to be outside to make it green? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Dude, I mean, actually, I, I looked. If you look at most of my episodes, I want to say about 80% of them are outside. That's 80, aggressive. Like 80%, easy. I mean, it's Very fun aggressive. to be outside. Well, yeah, but like the, the the everything that we do, we were at what? We went to two state parks for a couple of them. God, I'm so Gooseberry Falls. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep fucking with that. No, not Gooberry Falls. Um, <laughs> Gooberry Falls. Not that one. Um, we went to a couple of them, though. And we had, I don't know, it's easier to do podcasts in state parks just because it's a like relaxing environment. And also, I don't have to deal with what we just dealt with. If, if there's ca- cables are on the floor, they don't need to be managed. They don't need to have... I'm just ad-libbing you. I'm just I'm hyping up your audience. So like they need to understand why you do what you do outside, and so that's why I'm like, oh, you know, I'm why outside? Buddy. You know, like why when you outside? watch when you watch like a a, a church, a, a mega church uh, reel. You know, Gage they'll say, feel. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it'll say they'll say, "Come and worship with the Lord." With the Lord. They'll have a very slight. It's the smallest delay. Echo. The yeah. smallest little delay. You have to have the ear to hear it. But they have it there, and that's what really subliminally the gets Lord, into the Lord. I can tell you, as a former church Bro, editor, I had never pulled any of that bullshit. I didn't say subliminal advertising. I just said <laughs> you never put any echo on any no. type of vocal anytime no. ever. No, I chopped up a hot track, put a slamming VO over it. <laughs> no fucking delays at the end of my videos. Is it a video? No, not your video. The vocal. 
You're, they're telling oh, me there's never been a the live performances, bro. It's like a concert. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the voiceover when on a specific commercial. You've never ever put any delay on a on a voiceover at any section of the voiceover in order to emphasize anything in the voiceover. No delay, very small reverb. <laughs> very small. Hey, well, what if I told you that reverb is just a collection of delays? Did you know that? Fuck. Well, maybe I have put Whoa. delays on there then. So Miles is also an audio engineer for those who don't know. <laughs> Literally went to school for it, so he was. That's why he was giving me so much shit about my audio. I thought I think it's pretty fucking good. Hey, it sounds good, Jim. Well, when you showed up, even with his a, mic. Yeah, when you showed up <laughs> with, with a with a two foot XLR cable, we gotta. <laughs> Dude, I need to get. Yeah, we got XLR a real cable. problem. Here. Hey, man, hey on a uh, donate to Kev's perspective so we can get him some uh, some new equipment here. Yo, <laughs> actually though, shout out to my subscribers. So one thing about uh, with my my podcast is that like you know you can monthly subscribe like a Patreon. Fire. You can do that on Anchor. And but the thing about uh, Anchor is that they don't give you anything. There's like no special benefit. There's no like extra content. Like it's just like Do you get money. Or yeah, does it, go know, straight to it, it goes straight to me. And so that's the thing. It's just because it's like a donation. So I'm like, okay, but it's like a monthly donation. So I've been getting those. So shouts out to y'all because like that nice. means a lot to actually get this podcast some money. That that first five dollars you just gave me, first five dollars I've ever made in this podcast. So fucking congrats. What's it going towards? Are you gonna frame it? Yeah, probably. Oh, frame the hey, transaction. You know probably fucking. Hold on. Hold on. What are you gonna oh. do, Jim? What are you gonna do, Jim? Like we have a live. No, I don't want a donation. We have a five. We, hey, I want you to know this is the second five dollar donation. There you go. Going to Kev's Kev's perspective. Give him a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. He's now (laughs) net ten dollars into this podcast. I'm not net anything. He spent spent, uh, easily eight hundred dollars on this entire setup, and he has made ten (laughs) dollars. Yeah, so (laughs) he's doing it for the love, people. Just so you know. Yep. (laughs) I just thought it was crazy, man. It's just cool to actually have that happen. You know, it felt good. Mm -hmm. Felt good. Feel like you're doing something right. Yeah, something. (laughs) Pretty soon you can be like. David Dobrik, you can give people cars. Dude, sure. fuck David yeah. Dobrik, bro. Don't never say his name. Dirty name. Never podcast. say his name. Well, okay. <laughs> he did some nasty any, shit. Any YouTuber that has money, yeah. give away cars. Any YouTuber. Yep. Any tuber. Any tuber. Any tuber. This is literally the podcast I was I was imagining. This is all it's gonna be. There's, it's nothing special because um I've been I haven't been posting for a while because everyone's like oh what kind of music advice do you have for me and I was like Kato posted a status. The other day, and he was like, no one gives a fuck about your music advice, like, on, on a podcast. And he wasn't talking about mine. He was just saying in general. He, like, made a status. I was like, if you're on a podcast, give me advice. No one even asked for it. And, like, technically, yeah. Like, you just come on a podcast to talk, right? So that's why I was like, oh, I should probably stop giving advice and just make it more, like, open forum. That was the whole point of Kev's perspective when I first started it was to do, like, an open forum conversation. Like, this is your perspective. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever industry we're in at the time, you know, we can talk about it. And yeah, that was that was the whole point. Why are you not talking and just staring at me? I'm being an active listener there, bro. <laughs> We're in a I don't podcast. know if you've ever heard about that. You can but talk. I'm being, it's okay. <laughs> just, I'm absorbing what you're saying before I start interrupting you with my response. That's what ignorant people do. Just, true. That is just true. Like, they're just like, finish talking, finish talking, finish talking, finish talking. Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Go for it. I'm going to give you your, your floor. You're waiting for it. No, I mean... As far as as far as that goes, I mean, I think whatever people ask for is what you should give them. If somebody asks for something, you just keep a little Q and A at the end of the episode. That way, it's not like you can literally say, "Jim Bob four hundred five asked me this que- this question specifically." 
And then you go, have you never seen people I've seen quote that. the comments in their YouTube things and just put it at the end? Because then that's actually what somebody asked you for. Yeah. And then people feel like they can ask you things because you're actually going to respond versus just like, here's my opinion about the thing you asked for a little bit of information on that goes across five episodes. Or here is uh, just but. Well, I just Everything. think I just think it's crazy that when you first start a podcast or really anything really, um, when you're on like YouTube, let's say, right? Like I've I've even asked like, can you guys comment in the section? I've, I've been like, can you DM me? Whatever. Like I've put on Instagram like an open forum, like, hey, what do you want to hear? And like I get guests a lot because that was the focus of the podcast, but I don't get topics a lot, right? The only one that's really been requested that I haven't been able to make happen is politics. That's the only one that I've tried so hard, dude. I have DM tons of fucking like politicians all over Minnesota of any level, literally of any level. Like even if you're just starting or if you work within politics in any way, I've tried to get them on the podcast. Not a single person is interested. It was easier to get a bigger artist from LA on my podcast than it was to get a politician. Well, yeah, politicians don't give a fuck about podcasts because that's not their primary demographic, but... Uh, I mean, if you want to talk to people who are in the political field, I mean, have you like re reached out to Prince Carlton? I don't know if you no. still follow him. Like, he went to CPAC down in Texas, or his podcast got invited to CPAC down in Texas, where they had like the I don't even remember what that stands for, but it was just like a giant convention um, of like it was like a conservative convention type of thing, um, and he got invited. Like his podcast got invited to that, and he met a bunch of people and did something really? like that. So he's he like again if you're if you're willing to have like an open floor where just anybody can express their political opinions without being you know yeah whatever, then like man he's a like he he's got some pretty insightful shit like he might be somebody to reach out to and he does pocket even if you you know jump on his podcast and do a joint thing or vice versa right I mean like that that's that's one thing about like the podcasting community is it's usually really supportive um because I'm just just hopping into it but I'll, when you get to the people who have been doing it for a long time it becomes less and less supportive. Right. Like, as you see, like, <clears throat> like when I was on the Wiseman show for whatever, like that was pretty easy to do. That just came with scheduling. They were like, for sure. Like, let's do it. Or I've been on like the ATM podcast where they're like a sports podcast, like a couple, couple of my old buddies from uh, was it high school do. And like it got really big. They have really good viewership and like they, they wanted to collaborate. But when it came to like other podcasts, like anyone else that I've reached out to, I'm not going to drop names, but like a lot of the bigger ones that like do not want to collaborate. And they think you're just trying to hop on their platform. It's the same mentality when you're in music, when you're like you're a younger artist is trying to like hop on a, an older artist's track, right? With all the track record they have, they're not going to allow that to happen. But if the younger artist wants the older artist to hop on their track, that that's that's a different thing, right? So if I invited that podcast on mine, then it wouldn't have been a big deal. I said, no, I think that's silly. I think that we should do like a combined podcast like I did with Brandon McCollum. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. We just did a combined podcast. We posted it. Uh, it wasn't the exact same content because he cuts his different and I, I edit mine differently, but that's what makes it cool, right? Yep. It just gives it a different different vibe. But um, when I was joining the community, I was told by people who do podcasting, it's so inclusive, it's it's so awesome, and like I'm just not receiving that. And that's why I, I'm not. That's why I'm like, fuck it. Like I'll have whoever I want on. But it's funny how if I have a couple big like artists on, all of a sudden, I have a ton of people DMing me. But uh, there there is a... Um, I don't, I don't know if I should name drop, but there is an artist that did that exact thing to me where I asked maybe on my podcast, he was like, nah, I'm, I'm not really doing performances right now. Or I'm not really doing anything like publicly, right? I'm just working on music. A week later, he was on my buddy's podcast. A week later, and he's a Minnesotan artist. I was like, bro. Like, and I DM'd him immediately, and I, I, I uh, replied to it, and I was like, are you still not doing podcasts? 
Because it's so bogus. You know what I mean? It's like, why, why would you say no to me and then the next day, knowing that it's coming out, be on someone else's podcast? What? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are you so quiet? I'm, I'm listening to Kev's perspective. I'm trying to get you guys to engage, <laughs> you fucks. I think here, especially political stuff, man, it's very sensitive in Minnesota. Like, so locally trying to get somebody on to, to do a podcast that's probably worried about everything that they say, everything that they do is going to be criticized in some fashion or another. That's tough. But, like, what he said about going down to Texas, going to CPAC, going into from territory that you're unfamiliar with, right. but people that are willing to have a conversation, I feel like you should try to do that outside of this state. And I feel like you might find results that you're looking for so maybe you know there's something in the news that's going on in a certain county or city or you know whether you can talk to a you know secretary of state or something like that right but um i think that would be the way to go because it's, it's just too well, the, it's too weird well, my counter argument to that though is that like why is minnesota minnesota is mainly a c market or like a b market i'd say for for music right just because like we're not the biggest thing we don't have any big hub that breeds artists. We don't have any of that. So let's treat it as such, right? Like that was a good point that I actually heard in another podcast recently from DJ Cam Bennett. He was like, you know, Minnesota's a C market treated as such. And it's true. Like, you know what I mean? We're not anything special. So it's like, why are we denying the chance to hop on a platform regardless? I understand if the quality wasn't good or like you're concerned about timing of something, but like completely like disregarding me and then going on another, another like another podcast pisses me off. And like people that I've talked to about it that I'm having on my podcast soon are like, why are you even worried about that negative energy? Like, don't worry about it. If you're really here for your hustler, just hustle. It's like, nah, bro, you got to call people out for their bullshit too, though. That's, that's one thing that in Minnesota that like, we just don't call each other out for our bullshit. If you're acting like a type of way, like I'm going to be like, you're being a fuck like period. You know what I mean? And I didn't name drop out of respect of the brand. That's the only reason why I don't want to do it. But it's someone that like, it, it just doesn't make sense why that person in particular wouldn't hop on a platform regardless. Like, I understand if you're like, you know, for example, I'm having Bonix on the podcast. I told you that. Be embarrassing if he doesn't hop on now. Fucking, that, that would suck. But um, <laughs> he, I'm having him on soon, hopefully. And like, when I scheduled it with him, it just took a lot of scheduling, but he was down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's in Minnesota for two days and he's like, y'all, use like a couple, an hour of that day to like do your podcast. I'm like, tight. Someone who like actually has credibility, someone who hustled to get to where they are. Wiz Khalifa's fucking DJ. And you're telling me that, Little low life local artists can't just be like, "Hey, bro, like I'd love to have a conversation." I don't know, man. But that I think that's the defining factor is is people who are in that position, like Bonix, have a genuine hunger towards what he's doing, right? And he loves what he does, and he'll talk, sit there and talk. You know, when you love something so much that you, if somebody asks you about that topic, and you literally can't stop talking about it because yeah. you're so interested in it, and you love what you do. Mm -hmm. That's where you can see the differentiation between the people who are just trying to do for clout, just trying to get TikTok views, just trying to get a fucking record yeah. deal, whatever it is. You can understand who's genuine and who's not right off the bat. And mm -hmm. the people who aren't genuine, fuck them. I don't care who you are. If you're on the pinnacle, if you're in the bottom rung, I don't, it doesn't matter because you're right. That type of energy fucks everything up it also doesn't it's not tolerated in real business that type of energy just isn't tolerated like everyone can have their ego but like at the end of the day if i'm working with you like a part of it has to be checked 
at the door, a part of it, a part that's just like, I'll, I have to see this through. You know what I mean? I've already engaged in this type of business. I'm going to, I'm going to like see it through. But for those people who don't have any business acumen and are trying to make it in this, the music industry in general that I've been working with, that I'm seeing these artists like with no business acumen is coming rude as shit. Why, why would anyone give you an opportunity? And then when you deny an opportunity, what makes you think you're going to get another one? Have you, I, I don't know if either of you have realized that, that a, the, a common theme that I've seen if we're talking about Minnesota local scene is that they just give up opportunities because like, oh, another one's going to come. I've literally heard this the other day, dude. The other day, I was working with someone. They're like, no, another opportunity is going to come. And I'm like, how do you know that? Right? Well, I mean, they might be actively searching. But ultimately, man, as far as that goes, it's it's weird because people have a lot of preconceived notions about other people before in Minnesota, before they meet you, before they talk to you, whatever, because of social media. And so if somebody says, I don't like what have said one time in one post or whatever, or they don't like something about the way you look, or they right. don't like something about the, the way you talk, something just just something stupid like that. Right. They're gonna cut you right off, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not really not really into that because they think you're a certain type of person because they haven't actually gotten to know you." Mm-hmm. Now, that all being said, as far as everything else is concerned, if you're talking about music, they. Like I said, I gave you the checklist yesterday. Like, they're looking for specific criteria for you to fit. Oh, yeah. In order for them to want to feel like you have something of value. Right. You know, if you don't have that stamp from a certain venue, from a certain uh, radio station, from Target, from the Twins, from the Vikings, from something that is a large and trusted Minnesota brand that's you already you you've lost a lot of like 60% of people right there. Right. And then on top of that, what kind of music are we talking about here? If, if we're talking about hip hop artists, it's mainly hip hop artists that we work with. Then right, if it's predominantly hip hop artists, they have this idea in their mind of what they think a podcast should be. They have this idea in their mind of what they think a show should be. Yeah. You know, they 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 don't they aren't willing to work from zero and kind of like get up to a certain point, you know, there's a like you said, there's a certain ego that says, yeah, I have a certain worth, and to an extent, they're absolutely right, but there's also the... To an extent, though. Yeah, right. To an extent, they're right, but there's also the point of like, hey, if somebody just wants to talk to you, and it's like you being on a podcast, it's like, no, maybe we just want to talk. It's not about who has more clout or who's trying right. to get off of who or whatever. It's about, hey, man, I want to get your point of view and learn who you are. Yeah, well, that's all. The, like, I think that's all, though, that like I've pretty much aimed for this podcast was that exact thing and that's why i've told Cato when it comes to the scenes that we want to work with we have like obviously we're in the music industry we can pick any genre of music and most of our relationships reside in hip-hop but one the, there's a there's a common theme that we both don't like which is just the the attitude and the vibe is changing right like hip-hop's evolving into something different and the more and more it evolves with the artist side not the music side the artist relationship side it's just more arrogance and less genuine like relationships. And it's mo- most people that I can say that I've worked with locally, there's not a lot of genuine people that I've worked with that are still around to like talk about it. All the ones that were genuine went and did something else because it just either didn't work out and they're smart enough to pivot or it just didn't work out. And when it comes to music too, like I'm really happy that 
artists are realizing their worth. That's the whole point of the Miles Graves company when we both started it was to make sure that artists felt empowered to make sure that, again, they knew what was going on with their music. It is a complete transparent process and they completely understood it, right? That was the first mission that we had with the company. But the more and more I feel like they've realized it, the more the more ego and the more, basically, for lack of a better word, bigger of an asshole they became. And that's what I've realized because a lot of those relationships that we had, dude, now they're acting some type of way around us, right? I mean, you've, you've experienced that as well where some of these people are acting a type of way for no reason. Nothing has happened. Just time went on. And they're like, they completely disregarded that relationship. That's something that you shouldn't do in my opinion. I think that you should value every relationship because you don't know where it's going to go. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's simply in the, you know, in the matter of have they seen you on social media lately? And since I, I took such a, no, no, that's the, that's the truth. It sounds bullshit, but I took a year and a half off. I still don't actively post on social media no. other than I've been posting some beats lately because I'm on BeatStars. But other than that, like, I don't actively post on social media. And that's when everything started kind of just mm. slowing down in terms of, or like you said, you know, like you said, if there were people that were going to act differently, they yeah. started acting differently because all of a sudden I'm not like super popular or what, whatever it is, even though like I still... My business still works with people. I still work with people on a regular basis. None of that's changed. That part's still the same. But because I don't post on social media as frequently, that people have this idea that I've fallen off the face of the Mm -hmm. earth and that I have nothing going on. (laughs) And 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 that creates a lack of popularity, which is funny, which is... yeah. I don't really care about, but that's that's what you're seeing in terms of in terms of that. If people think that something is defunct, just because I haven't posted about the Miles Graves company in a while, people probably think, oh yeah, that went out of business two years ago, <laughs> right? Like, and that's probably true. That probably that probably would have that assumption, right? But website's still there. I still work with people, like right. Revenue still man- coming right, in. I still manage matter. people. I still do everything I was doing before. I just don't feel the need to post about it because I always feel this constant i don't know well one the obviously the dopamine suction of like once yeah. you open your phone and you get there and you're like oh well i'm, I'm here and oh what does so-and-so have to say and yeah oh this is interesting and then you find that you've been on your phone for 15 minutes you could have been doing something else yeah secondly the fact of it's just gonna piss you off at yeah. some point some something somebody says i guess that's what's p- happening to me right now <laughs> is yeah. gonna piss you off yeah and so that's why it's like Okay, well, why would I do that to myself when I could just take some ashwagandha and chill out? Ashwagandha, you've been on this sponsored by ashwagandha. So we'll we'll change it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll change the topic, yeah. but like, I don't know. Lately, and since I'm leaving, I shouldn't care that much. My focus should be on my future and less about the local scene. I'm just I've loved this local scene my whole life in Minnesota. Right? We I've been in it for nine years now. Like, it, like dude, I'm turning 25 and I started this shit when I was like 17. Right? Like it just really speaks to me. And like, I really, really are 16. I really enjoyed this scene, dude. I just, I love what it used to be. I love like, it never was collaborative. Like I wanted it to be in some areas were some niche pockets were, but to end the topic, I just think that I've realized that no matter what, you should always be thankful for the relationships you have with the people you meet when you're in the music industry in particular, because you got to put, you got to cast a really wide net in order to make it right and make it is a big word but make it to me has always been just to be full-time in this shit and to not have to worry about anything else but the industry you love and luckily all three of us can actually say that we're doing that that's one thing that not a lot of people can say is that all three of us are in the industry that we're working in and we don't have an actual company other than ourselves behind us fair (laughs) that's fair exactly but that's what i'm that's what i'm accomplished about i feel accomplished about that but 
what makes me feel unaccomplished is that the same fuckery is, I think, multiplied the older I get. I just see it being more multiplied. And I, I understand there's younger cats in this game now that are like, you know, turning 21 and 22 that had just started this a couple of years ago, like we did. Because again, if you think about it, where we were four years ago, I, w- right. I didn't know half the shit I know now. Right. You know what I mean? The last two years have been really fucking crazy for, for, for all of us, I think, just like learning wise. But in this scene in particular with the new entry, because there's barrier ventures go down, new people come in. It's just changed the attitude to be completely fucking more fake than it's ever been. What with TikTok, with all this other bullshit. Like I've realized that, yeah, you're right. If you don't post a fuck ton, if you don't tell everyone your story 24-7 or only show the fun side of things, like 90% of what I see on my social media, dude, is clubs. Okay. It's artists at clubs at tables that they didn't pay for. Or if they did spend their entire fucking paycheck on to look cool with their friends. When I don't understand that, I've asked those same people, why do you work so hard just to throw your money away at a club when you could work so hard and put that into yourself? Hence why we're not working for anybody. All those people that I know work for somebody else because they use that money not towards them or their career. Or like I know a guy personally, one of my clients that like, I, I believe he doesn't invest in himself enough with the money he has. I, I feel like the money he makes, he doesn't invest in himself enough in opportunities that are coming up. And when an opportunity came, he didn't have enough to fund it. You know what I mean? So he's not investing in himself or saving and he's spending it on other shit. So it's like, I don't know, man. This is what I think it is. We're getting older. We're starting to get into our late 20s. And we're starting to, especially now during this development period, we're starting to figure out what's really important. And I agree. what does that mean? TikTok doesn't include that. Social media doesn't include that. Yep. Any of that instant gratification. Because right now, like relationships and my aspirations are like the two most important things to me right now. Personal relationships. Yep. Yep. I'd rather have two <laughs> or three friends that I know incredibly well that I would die for than 50 friends that I know that I see in past exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's true though. But like a lot of that, that's something different. That's what. That's how we know we're getting older though. Yeah. It's because like the, we hate screens more. Like I used to love that shit. <laughs> I sit at a computer ten hours a day. But like the phone, for example, right? Oh, the, the computer phone, is different for sure. Uh, PC master race. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, but, go like, fuck yourself. <laughs> Mac. Um, I'm a Mac user. I'm a fucking. I'm a Mac user. I like to fucking. I like to play Xbox. And I'm sorry. Who makes the hardest beats in this room? <laughs> oh, oh fuck. okay. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, we got a speed on that one. I feel but. like I have, like, no musical talent anymore. I really do. I felt that way recently. Well, you got that little uh, hand pan. That was Yo, pretty cool. I fucking love that hand pan. Yeah. Super deja vu just now. What? That you just, what you just said to me. Oh, really? You said, I feel like I've lost all musical talent. Yeah, I have. I yeah. feel like I've lost all musical talent. Yeah, I don't know why. I just had super deja vu. Like That means been, I was in your dreams. We've been here before. Cute. Oh, I've always, I've always believed that deja vu just means you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be at yeah. that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I, like some people believe that it's like a repeat of something that already happened. And I don't believe that. I feel like it's yeah, it's you. The universe was forecasting it earlier, and you finally like you settled into it. Mm, I felt that way. You, okay, I, I still have this dream locked in my brain. I've been wanting to actually tell you about. <laughs> I had this dream, and I, I remember it perfectly. I don't dream, by the way. I don't know if anyone else. Relates. Oh wait, are you talking about the one where we were all on stage? Yes, dude. Yeah, you told yes, me that dude. one. Yes, dude. Oh my god. What? So I, I told you this a long time ago, but like I had a dream a while back. I don't remember when. Okay. But like it was this is exactly the scene. Okay. I walk from behind the stage, okay. and the crowd's chanting like Kev Low or whatever, and I see I saw literally Miles Graves standing with the microphone. Okay. The first person I see to open, I cur- open the curtain. If you imagine like the Excel Energy Center, yep. I open the curtain. <laughs> Thousands. You're, of you're right in front of me with a camera. And an earpiece in, okay? So you're earpiece. like, and you're like, oh, I got yeah. a media oh, team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, and we need you in section B. Yeah, and you literally just go, you open the curtain and you go, 
<laughs> you gave me a nod, and then I go on. and I'm, I you I go through, and I, I look to my right. I see Miles just going with the microphone, just holding full fro, full full glory, looking straight at me. And then I look up to my left, and I don't. I think Scott was the DJ. That's the one thing that tripped me out <laughs> about it. I was like, that kind of makes sense though. If you, Scott yep. could be a pretty Scott sick be ass DJ, yep. yeah. And then I just grabbed a microphone and look up, and there's just thousands of people, and that's it. That's the whole dream. I don't know what the fucking point of it was, but that that exact just walkthrough of all of us, we're all on stage at some point. And I'm like, if that happens, that'd that's be crazy. fucking cool. And that's the deja vu I'm waiting for. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for just to grab the microphone and be like, I'm not a rapper, but I'm here. This is great. It's a good time. You could be announcing a rapper. I feel like if I really had to think about it, because I've thought about this a lot, I feel like you became a successful artist and Scott was your DJ. And then we were a part of the, 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 the company that's throwing the event, me and Gage. And like that would make a whole lot of sense with the paths oh, we were, were all going down. For, uh, somebody else or no, no, headline. this is like no, your no. show. This oh. is like you're showing an arena show. Donnie Long, Donnie, headlining. Donnie Long and fucking DJ fucking highlight, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> fucking DJ highlight, D DJ e sad emo, DJ kid. E boy. <laughs> Love you, Scott. <laughs> Gotta DJ get on this podcast. E -boy, dude. That's bogus. Yeah, dude, go follow him on Twitch, bro. He's following the path well. He's uh, murdering them fools in the war zones. I will say his pocket, his uh, his fucking streams grown. I'm proud of that. Daisy, it's really hard to fucking dude. Fuck Daisy. Yeah, if you have an original dude. Xbox or maybe a Nintendo, <laughs> if you want to put in fucking miles or a fucking uh, a fucking cherry pie like fucking thing. Yeah, raspberry, it's called the raspberry pie. pie. Yeah, Mr. PC pie. Master Race. Hey, bro. <laughs> no one uses that shit anymore, bro. Oh, dude, I'm about to get some raspberry pie. I'm about to for, for Christmas. I'm definitely about to set up some mm -hmm. retro pies. Dude, you have any idea how lit that that would be? You for, do anything like, for you specifically because you're going to be in a bunch of hotel rooms like oh. flying back and forth you can literally just play retro games or like if you're yep. like yep. hey dude you want to go play some mario kart 64 and then Riff Raff is like oh fuck yeah that's actually a really good yeah. idea bro and then you literally can bring it on a tour bus you can bring it to a hotel you can bring it literally everywhere honestly then, though that that's really makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. like because you have like two or three hours of downtime before and like unlimited hours of downtime after. and those aren't games where like those are games where you can literally hit the pause button and it stays frozen exactly where it I is fucking as long those as games. Yep. <laughs> so you're so you can literally start and stop whenever it's lit i don't know why i didn't do that but yeah smart, i don't know dude. why you didn't either Sorry. i think you just need to get a nintendo switch i like the cheeks. little joy cons that is the word i said so I said we? nintendo switch is cheeks cheeks, cheeks. Battery life is cheeks. The controller is cheeks. Sweaty the screen cheeks. is cheeks. cheeks. It's cheeks. cheeks. Did you see the Steam Deck? I told you about that. Yeah, you sent me the Steam Deck. That's, That's pretty cool. What's a Steam Deck? It's a full computer in a handheld made by Steam. I, dude, I feel and like I feel like those those are super cheap. No, well, it's what is it? It's like six forty nine for the five hundred twelve gigabyte. It's got an SSD in it. You can play fucking Red Dead. You can play anything that Steam can play. You can play on. Well, that. Steam's like the hub of game now. But like it's any game, like any dude. I'll be game. real. I really didn't think Steam was gonna be uh be surviving as long as it does. You've heard of Steam, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fucking know you're a console dude. I don't fucking know. He's an Xbox guy. You're on GeForce now, I bet. No. <laughs> no. Just no? rocking the old Xbox. Fuck Xbox. Dude. Yep, the old Xbox. Nah, dude. Can't controller. Oh, is that controller. your thing? You just need mm. negative to you, some people prefer one or the other. Yeah, but a keyboard and mouse is so fucking dumb to me because if I like there's so many different keys and they all do a bunch of different shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I slip, it's like oops, and then some guy goes boof, and then I'm fucking murdered because dude. my thing switched. Whereas aim gotta build up fire. Aim. <laughs> <laughs> aim fire. So you like simplicity is what you're telling me. Well, I just like the way the controller feels. Like I like mm -hmm. I like the way that I don't know. It's very reactive. I'm yeah. honest. My my dad had a game store when I was growing up. Did I grew he, up did with. He, what? 
Yeah, dude. How do we not know this? I've d- Philip. I know you did not tell us this, bro. You've never told you've us. Never, Don't even fucking say you did, this. bro. Don't you for I'm nine, sorry. ten years. You've never fucking told Little me that. sluts. Okay, so here's the situation. So my dad, back in, back in the late 90s, uh, first he opened up a supplement shop. And he was like a super big bodybuilder dude. That makes sense why you like herbs. Okay, continue. Yeah, he's always been on the herb life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big bodybuilder dude. And then he transitioned into, uh, a play- he made a place called Big Game, which was literally, it was like games, you know, Nintendo 64, PlayStation, uh, all the stuff. Was it like then, an arcade style or was it no, more like GameStop? It was a game store. It was like a game, yeah. Oh, okay. Before GameStop. Oh, like, okay. Wow. Yep. And so, and then from that point, then he moved to a bigger place called... They ended up calling it GT Home Entertainment, and that was he. He sold. Uh, it was like a blockbuster at that point. He sold movies games, and games, movies, yeah. candy. Uh, had a whole little theater system in the background where people could. Like, you watch can talk like into the microphone, right, audio engineer? Hey, you know what? Remember that? Remember that whole <laughs> condenser microphone uh, spiel we gave at the know, beginning of the podcast? It sounds so echoed, bro. Hey, well, guess what? You can still hear me when I'm pointed this way. Yeah, you can make you can mix it at the end. Slut. You can EQ uh, it. Anyway, the, you think I do that? You think I'm an audio engineer or something? <laughs> well, you had one, and then you're like, "Oh no, I'm good with this preset, Miles. I'll just go ahead and <laughs> hey, take Miles, care of it." I can't pay you as much as you wanted, bro. That's the only thing. Hey, Jim. Well, what'd you say? What'd you say to some of my other clients? You know, save up some money and then come to me with a bunch of podcast episodes. Can come you to pay me you in smiles. Pay you in smiles. Anyway, no, but I was saying, uh, then, yeah, he opened up GT Home Entertainment. And anyway, my point was, throughout that entire time, that means we always got, uh, up until PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. That's the though. We got every game. Like, and before it came out, he, because he would, he'd be able to order it before it came out, obviously, for, like, release day. So he'd grab a copy out of there, and we'd play it at home. So you like DayZ, and you, your dad had a dope-ass game store. You played a variety of That's games, amazing. but you only like zombie games. Those are my favorite games, specifically because, well, one, Resident Evil has a special place in my heart. That's my oh. favorite franchise of all time, as far as video games are concerned. Like it, that was the Especially first game the first, that scared like, the shit out of me. That was actually the first game that ever scared the shit out of me, was Dead Resident Space. Evil. Dead Space. Dead Space. Dead Space. The fucking poop it's being out. remastered. Oh, yeah, Did you see that? Yeah. Fully remastered. It is. 4K. 4K. Yep. 60 FPS. 60 FPS. Yep. Blood and guts everywhere. Oh, Unreal yeah. Engine 5. <laughs> is that, Okay, hold on. So is Dead Space the one where they were like in a, like, in the beginning you were in a, um like a lab and like the little, like, uh aliens were coming through like the sh- the rafts and shit and they would just kind of pop out here and there when you were like walking through yes. the story? Yeah. Okay. You're, yeah, that game was you're on a ship shit. that's been infested. Yep, yep. Yep. I don't remember the ship's name. And you like uh, find little minor. like, you find little like audio clips of like your old crew yep. and like, oh, okay. Interact with some of them. That, and were you like trying to pick apart the story because like you completely forgot your past? Was that what it was, right? Something like that. I think it was yeah. something similar to that. But yeah, dude, that, that game. That game I remember because my dad had, when I started playing that game, my dad had a full surround sound system oh in the God. in the living room and wow. I played in the dark. And so, you know, it's just like, do you hear little drips? And then all of a sudden, yeah. the jump scares were fucking incredible. Did he get you? Yeah. <laughs> it was really? just so accurate. It's just like so accurate because that's good. exactly what it was. It was dude. good. Uh, so, anyway, no, I like, so I, I don't know. I like horror games. I like, you ever play The Evil Within? The Evil yes. Within? I've never played that one. It's, it's mm-hmm. made by the same guys who made Resident Evil, but it's slightly different. It's like kind of like Resident Evil 4 and 5 a little bit, but it's uh, okay. slightly more Silent Hill type shit. Sure. More scary. Um, that game is fucking spooky, dude. Dude, I'm sorry. The way that your mic distorted me. Fuck out. We should do. It. No, that's the best. That's the best way to do it, Jim. That's the only way to have a true scream. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin hates horror, so I feel like we I should. Yeah, when Dead Space comes out, it. the remaster, I feel like we should do oh, like, no, a, okay. like a, a let's video. play. 
and then uh, put it okay, on the podcast. So you know what's hilarious? Here, here's Kevin, what's hilarious. I got twenty bucks on that. Yeah. Here's what's hilarious though. I hate horror films. Okay, Why? like I hate. Dude, I've never liked being scared or anything like that makes me jump or anything that's like high intensity like that. Like when even like roller coaster, for example, I fucking hate the feeling, dude. Like the feeling of quick adrenaline, it makes me feel very anxious and it scares the shit out of me. I don't know how to handle it. But when it comes if it's gradual, I'm totally cool with it. The thing about Dead Space was like, yeah, right as <laughs> as yeah, it was right from the jump. But as for like as pop scare as it was or jump scare, there were times where it like just led up to it. Like, okay, you heard something in the rafters and you have to walk that way. You know something eventually is gonna pop yeah. out so you mentally prepare for it but like that's what i like about um dude there's like a games on steam like that that's why a lot of people like stream that shit it's because like <laughs> the, the communities are like the community is like okay go left go right like oh shit don't go there because it's fun to kind of like play along with that person and i fuck with those games i fuck with the games that like have a storyline yeah. and you're like also scared i fuck with games like that yeah. horror mm. films no dude movies i can't control i have nothing there's nothing to control like, you just don't know what's gonna happen at every fucking waking moment that's the problem i have you need to play the Last of Us. I fuck with that game. It is the perfect blend of story and sh- scare me shitless. Well, the story is insanely good. Oh, well, so I remember I watched you play oh, both of them right through. Oh, it's so good. Well, all I can say to that, Jim, is uh, is a question, which is, is it the jump scares or is it like the the psychological aspect of horror movies like that, that fucks you up more? Because for me... Mm-hmm. I got desensitized to gore very early on. I think it's gore. It was the it's it's the psychological shit. Like anytime when I'm like, this could 100% happen. Like Hostel, have you ever seen Hostel? No. Oh my, don't ever. Okay, then don't ever. If you don't like gore, don't ever watch Hostel. <laughs> it's uh, all gore. It's like almost all gore. Um, but no, like the that movie fucked me up for a while because I was like, this shit probably actually happens. Mm-hmm. And that, like that's what just fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think that the fact that it could potentially happen. Like that that scares the shit. So out it's of me. it's but, the stuff that's got you looking down your hallway and like oh yeah. when you're in the bathroom Dude, opening up your okay. shower. Curtain I've never and said and this shit. and it makes me look like a bitch, but I don't care. Uh every time I go in the bathroom, I open the shower curtain. I do the same I have to check. <laughs> every I have to check. Single Sometimes. time. Dude. First of all, my question well, 100% is why don't you just leave your shower curtain open at all times when you're not Because showering. it looks like shit. You got me. a pretty design on yeah, the shower. Yeah, you got a pretty curtain. design on the shower curtain, bro. It looks yeah. like shit. So you gotta keep it closed. So you'd rather parano- create paranoia for yourself yeah. for no reason? Like I guess for me, like I, you know, there's a bathroom or there's a window in my bathroom that if I put the shower curtain over it, I'd be covering the wind the light source in the hallway. Yeah, so true. Like, True. That's part of the reason I don't do it. But regardless, I don't know, man. Like, I okay. The, the the reason why I do it is just because I've seen enough fucking scary movies to the point where, like, and again, the reason why I don't like scary shit, I think it's very much because well, my mom, my mom told me this when my older brothers are nine years older than me, they would put masks on and then like put on horror films on blast and then fuck with me when I was a child, like baby, like in the in the carriage, I was crying, Jesus. like they would fuck me up. So like, I can't handle masks. I still can't handle even prosthetic masks. I can't do it. Can't handle masks. I can't handle anything like gore related. I don't know why. I can't handle certain things, but like I will always open the shower curtain. I will always, before I go to bed, open the closets, make sure nothing's in there. Oh Every God. night, Damn. I will always <laughs> make really sure. Fucked you I will up. always, I will always lock all my windows. I check all the locks at night, and I lock my front door, and I double check it just to make sure. I check all the closets, and I go to bed. It's very fucking OCD. I do it. My every question day. is, Kevin, why don't you purchase a gun? <laughs> at this point who, who knows i don't have one but i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> who knows um but yeah dude i, I just it's so crazy are you clearing way. doors at night like amira go to bed 
Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. He's doing the police one. He's got the flashlight in this hand, and he's got the the handgun. Yeah, exactly. Got yeah. the phone light. Oh yeah, exactly. Phone phone he's light like this. around the corner. <laughs> yeah, doing the yeah doing the leans. The Rainbow Six Siege leans. Yeah, dude. exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I definitely check it though. I check it every night because otherwise I stare at the closet the whole night. No, I guess that's fair. I mean, for that's me, why I can't go camping. <laughs> it's anything that I that I'm like this can happen in real life. Aliens. Just, yeah. just point blank period because I'm like, there are there are no rules to aliens. No, okay. No with zombies, rules. with zombies, it's like okay, at least at least even if they're like 28 days later, zombies, you know that you can at least dismember them and they won't come after you anymore. Dude, 28 days like, later is fucked. Up. Yeah, no, it's super fucked. Super zombies. But like, right. But with aliens, every movie's different. Every scenario is different. You have no idea what they're capable of yeah. or how they can do mm -hmm. whatever. So oh, like, yeah. like have you ever seen the fourth kind? No. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. With with Mila Jovovich from the, from Resident Evil. Yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Back before I realized that that was fake. Oh my god! It just kept you up. I was yeah. living. You remember my house in Belle Plaine? Like, have, I didn't. I'm pretty sure I brought you there at least a small Maybe. handful of times. You were there. You were there. Oh, 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 oh! The dude, White House. The, the rickety old, ass yes. old in the farm. Oh yes. yeah, dude, that's scary shit. So imagine we watched that movie there. With full surround sound, and then go to bed. Imagine going to bed in a farmhouse after you just watched an alien movie. Go to bed. Have a good night. <laughs> where you were? Well, your room was fucked. Your room was super fucked, dude. You were up like a really rickety staircase, and you were the last room in the hall. Well, no, it was the other. It was the other side of the hall. It went both directions. But like, oh really? Yeah. But no, I. I mean, there's yeah, there was ghosts in there know. and shit. But like, oh no, dude, totally dude I don't give a fuck about ghosts because I still have yet to see a movie, a ghost movie that scares me. Because I'm really. Actually, Dude, just because I'm like paranormal activity. No, ju just because it's like every ghost movie is the same. Every ghost movie is the same. It starts with something being slightly weird, and they're how they get in the house, and oh yeah, mm. everything's great. And then either the child or the mom notices so that child. something's weird. Usually the child first, and then they go to tell the parent, and the parent's like, oh, you're just fucking tripping, like just chill out. And then later, yeah, then the parent, happening. then the parent goes and notices that it's happening at a much more alarming rate. And then they're like, oh, well, Dude, that's well, weird. Dude, well, surreal as fuck. I might I'm, no, 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 I'm not denying that. Yeah. I agree with that 100,000%. I'm saying that every ghost movie, there's not a single ghost movie that exists that has actually made me go, like, I'm terrified. True. Because it just is always the same storyline. It's some house, and then they find out that there's some human remains either in the wall or the basement or under the house or in the closet or some bullshit True. of some guy who died, which is causing the haunting. They burn that or the house down, and then they get out, and everybody's fine, and then they magically are cured of their disease, cancer, leukemia, whatever the fuck oh, they yeah. have. There's always something else going on. Right. Or it comes back if they need a or, sequel. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like someone gets sick and it's from the one thing they didn't fucking, they didn't burn. No, and that's why, yeah. honestly, I will say, even though they're all the same, that is why I really fuck with the Conjuring series. Yes. Because they actually were able to take a central character and create different stories with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, at least I can appreciate that. I don't, yeah. I didn't think they were that scary, but I appreciate that storytelling. Well, and the cool thing about The Conjuring, too, is that those are based off of true really? events of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. So those are actual demonologists that had these types of experiences. Obviously, they're embellished because it's fucking Hollywood. Movie, right? yeah. But for the most part, like their museum of all the shit that they had that was a part of these yeah. exorcisms and whatever, they're still there. So like being able to like ground it to your like own mortality... Probably what scares the shit out of you. Yeah, I don't fuck all that. I don't fuck with any of that. I've seen. I, I remember, fucking love it. I, I had to see The Conjuring because um, you know how movies get so big 
where it's like yeah. no matter what you yeah. have to see it at some point yep. that's what like the ring was like mm. the ring was my first exposure to that stuff was like my brother was like dude this movie is so historically you have to watch it because i remember i was curious about scary movie i think it was like four or five. Oh, the, the, the ring reference yeah the ring yep. reference happened i was like this is fucking stupid right and I, that's why i like the scary movie stuff because like even though it kind of made me like a little like jumpy, even though it was a joke, it was still like, it's still jump scare. Yeah. yeah, it's comedy jump scare. It doesn't matter. It's still there. Um, and I saw The Ring and my brother forced me to watch it once when I was, I think, like seven or eight. Oh my God. Dude, fuck that. That that's that's what made me really scared. Now that set the bar, which The Ring's a scary movie to this day. Like, dude, like regardless of what you think, that shit's scary. So it's like that set the bar for scary movies for me. So I'll never, I if I avoid it, I'll avoid it. Like I can't do it. That's why I like fucking Amira, dude. She, I get, I get scared when I go camping because I can't control what's around me at all. It's the, it's nature, bro. You're at the, you're at the whim of nature, right? So it's like if she's like, oh, I like hiking out four miles to fucking nature. Anything around me scares the shit out of me because I don't know what the fuck it is. I have no experience with nature. I have no knowledge. So it's like obviously, I'm be, I treat it the same. If I can't control it, and I don't know if it's coming or not, I hate it. In the fuck? Well, yes, but I'm, <laughs> but as far as that goes, I'll just say that like, what I've learned for that is I've got I've learned to get over that fear because you know what I've learned is that, as weird as it sounds, and maybe I shouldn't be like this, but but like ninety nine percent of the time, if my intentions are good, if like I I'm not trying to cause any harm or trying to cause any disruption or whatever, yeah. like. Nature has been very respectful of me, and I feel like that's that goes for everybody. I feel like if you don't go out there with the intention to just chop down shit to be obnoxious or burn shit or do whatever, and you're out there to just yep. walk. There are situations, obviously, where people run into, like, mountain lions and shit like that, but that rarely happens in Minnesota. That's a lot of Colorado uh, thing. You ever seen the show Alone? <clears throat> no. But, yeah, you've told me about it. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's that's what it is. It's, like, it. that's also made me a little less scared, though, to be honest, because... Yeah, the camera crew. Yeah, well, not, no, not even just camera crew. The, the reason why is because, like, they, they actually get sent with a box of the camera gear, and they do everything themselves. So it's pretty much like having a DSLR, and they have this exact setup. They have a tripod, a DSLR, and different tripod stands. And, like, yeah, but it, where do they get batteries? They have extra long extended batteries that actually charge solar so oh. they're supposed to leave them outside right and they say this in some of the episodes but mainly the whole point of it is that though is that like you get to see how people survive in nature for let's say 100 days was like the the, yeah. the last season and it was crazy to me that like sometimes with third they went 30 days and they were like i've been out here for a month and I, they want to encounter big game like a bear a mountain yeah. lion and in their environment dude they're exposed to bears moose wolverines mountain lions lynx um, jet, like a ton of other shit, right? Like, look, I could keep going. Yep. This this environment is so insane in Canada, and essentially, like, some of them don't run into any game. And like, I'm like, how the fuck? Because when it's I've been horm- camping, bro, it's your pheromones. That's why. Yeah, but when I've been camping, like, in, like in one season, a moose encountered day one. So it's like you never know. It's completely random. Is the thing about nature is that it's totally fucking random. You can you could attract some something by accident. Or if you do it on purpose or just not at all, right? Like, it just depends. Like, nine times out of ten when you're camping, you don't encounter anything but, like, fucking squirrels. It depends on where you go in Minnesota. But I have encountered bear, black bears 100 fucking percent. Oh, yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen them myself. They're just, like, really close to my fucking camp when I was a kid. Yep. And I see their fucking shit. My mom would be like, oh, yeah, it's bear shit. So it was that close. It was, like, 10, 20 feet away from our tent. And I was like, what the fuck? So that shit fucks me up mentally. No, Always. I mean, that, and that, that kind of goes with putting trust in... <laughs> Sounds like some hippie shit, but putting trust in the universe, so to speak. Yeah. And just like, 
if you you got to go out and set your intention for what you're going to do like hey you know what we're going to hike and we're going to have a good time and like everything's chill i got no problem with hiking mm-hmm. i love nature i got no problem with hiking during the day the minute the sun goes down i don't fuck with it i think as long as you have a good amount with camping especially of situational awareness and resources you, know, you can prevent 99% of stuff like maybe i shouldn't step in that area because i could fucking roll an ankle or something or you yeah. know uh, putting my food up when I sleep, so yep. black yeah. bears don't come towards it, don't therefore endangering out. myself. Yeah. So, like, if you have the knowledge, like, nature is pretty good no, to you. Totally, you I understand. Know? I totally under- agree with that because the more, it's funny enough, the more and more I've seen this show, right, the same thing happens. No one's been attacked, and they've had plenty of reasoning to be attacked, like a pack of wolves or so surrounding this dude's camp. Jesus. Even them, they left him alone because, like, Animals are, I think, sometimes smarter than humans, and like, but they also know that Survival, we're so yeah. they were so capable as as a fucking species that they just don't deal with it. That's one thing I've realized. But then some of them, you know, get ag- agitated and get pissed off over hunger, right? Some of them it's just like you go camping the wrong time of year, and your your camp might be get fucked because it's just they're that hungry. Yep. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's I've I've learned a lot about nature in that show, but like it makes me respect it more for sure. That the back to what your point was makes me respect it a lot fucking more. And me leaving Minnesota, I'm actually excited to go camping in like Kentucky because like I've heard there's a lot dude. more shit out there. Dude. <laughs> dude, be fucking careful. What do you mean? You're in Appalachian Mountains. I know. I mean no, let me let me explain what that means. Not not because that you're in a mountain, because that's lit. Being in Tennessee was awesome. You ever seen those videos of those centipedes that are like this long no. and like as thick as a snake with the giant pinchers? I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Quick learning moment for you. Quick learning moment. He's the amber the and orange guys. Pulling out his They're phone. fucked. They look no. fucked. Yep. I've never seen them. Are they there? Is they're the point? Highly venomous. Yeah, highly well. venomous. They're huge and they're fucking fast and they're gross. Uh, Sorry if you hear Gage is vaping. No, Audio listener. Uh, it's peach pear for you. Peach right, pear. Let me find it. I've never seen this. I've seen centipedes, but not ones with like clamps or anything. So you're thinking of a this, house centipede? This one. Yeah. Oh, that's not a centipede. My bro. dad. Oh, that's a snake. My dad literally. Send me that picture. <laughs> my dad literally went. Yep. When we were in the Tennessee mountains, we were stuck on a hill, and he had to. You know, we, were, we went to we went to go to the bathroom in the the woods, obviously, because right, we were stuck right, on a hill. Right. Anyway, uh. <laughs> He went off to some other area or whatever, and then all of a sudden he comes running back because <laughs> he saw one of them. And just jolted right by, yeah, right by him when he was, you know, taking care of business. Oh, so he's like, nope, 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 nope. nope, nope. It's a whole lot of nope. So anyway, there's that. There's venomous snakes. There's um, um, Appalachian Mountains are crazy, man. That's all. That's it's a whole all different happens. environment. It's a whole right. different environment. Right. So just be careful about that because you honestly got to be more worried about the shit on the ground than you do about the like, shit around the you, game yeah. or the wildlife. Yeah. Or the game. The game. Yeah, you call it game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Like you know, I, I'm never scared of like squirrels or fucking bunnies and shit. But no. in Minnesota, in particular, you're right. Like every time I've gone camping, you're blessed to have like a, like you know, you're not worried about bugs too much up north, especially when the time of year you usually go camping. It's like at night gets cold enough where they leave you alone. You don't have to worry about weather too much if you pick a good weekend, whatever. Like that's yep. the shit you don't have to worry about. But the shit you do have to worry about is like big game. That's that's what deer kill people in Minnesota for. more than any. Other animal, probably. Wait, I don't believe that. Between car crashes, I believe the car oh, crash part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, just out in the wild. 
No, well, they're not, not aggressive. I mean, moose do that shit. I believe moose. Bucks are aggressive. Mo- moose are just stupidly aggressive for no reason, though. You're the, actually the one that told me that. When we were in the mm-hmm. Boundary Waters, we saw big moose tracks, and you can't... Dude, that's one thing. Is like I'm really bad at like tracks, stuff like that, but you cannot mistake a fucking moose track. Yeah, it's like, literally it's this huge. big, and it's not round like a bear. It's, it's like, four, like a horse club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like... We're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we just... We mm-hmm. saw this thing, and like... Doesn't matter, dude. Moose, I've I thought like you, you could hide behind a tree and like you know move it. No, dude, the antlers will take anything out. Like one swoop, they're strong motherfuckers, and they're. What do you mean huge. it take anything out? You mean you mean a tree? You're telling me a, you're telling me moose antlers can take down a tree? If the tree is small enough, absolutely. And you, if you remember up north, there's not these huge fat trees. There's skin skinny long trees. All the skinny long white yes, ones. Yes, and those are yes, and those can easily get fucked up by a moose antler. There's dude, you have to remember, like there's not thick trees up north Minnesota like no, we think. Exactly. It's very thin, tall pine. No, I mean so, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if we're playing if we're doing a loan, I mean all you gotta do for that is just set up some set up some traps or I'm 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 doing a long ass spear situation. You love that shit. Like if no, they dropped you off in a helicopter and like you yeah. just had to survive for hundred days, you love that shit. Yeah, dude, I'd thrive. Yeah, I, I, I just got to brush up on my like what's edible and what's not. But like, yeah, other the than knowledge. That, yeah. Other yeah. than that, I'm told I would I would do that in a heartbeat. Dude, the the main mistake I see in that show is that they eat like a muskrat, or they eat like a mouse, or they'll eat like a things that have something fucking disease. With no, no, even you can even see disease on the liver spots if they have like liver spots or whatever. Yeah. But like, you can't account for the bacteria, right? right? Human eye mm. cannot see bacteria too well. So tapeworm, super big reason why people go home. Because their their insides are just throwing up everything, and if you puke in that show, there's like a nine times out of ten you're leaving because it just leads to dehydration. Right. It's like you have to fucking bite the bullet and just leave. Um, but like you know stuff like that. Usually they eat something that's a rodent in the rodent family. I've never seen someone go home for like grouse or like this. The dude that won the last season actually hunted. So he the way you survive is like big game, yes. right? So you get one piece of big game is all you really need. For the whole so he, days, he, yeah, he killed a muskox. So oh, he shit. and it lasted him eighty percent of his stay. Yeah. But like the the way he was surviving before that was the smartest way ever. And I think if I have to do this, I'll go this exact way. So you get ten items, right? I would. Oh, go, you get ten items. You get ten items. Oh, and that's dude. It. You get ten items. Well, it's actually not that easy. So like, in my opinion, what I would do is I'd bring my like obviously you bring a kettle, right? Like just to like so boil water cut, and like yeah, cook, yeah, like a cast iron kettle or whatever you want to do. Um, you would do like for me, I would do a bow and arrow, bow and arrow. So there's two items. Do a, uh, a knife to have like just a knife to clean stuff off with. I would do like an axe, right? Get fucking, there's like portable axes you can get yeah, to like hatchets. chop down trees. Yeah, yeah. hatchet. Um, I would bring a tarp, which is like Flint. everyone brings tarp. Flint uh, and steel. But there's there's one tool now that is, it's a two-in-one that they use. I forgot what it's called, um, but it's like flint and steel, right? It's on one fucking thing where they just go pop, 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 fire, done. So that's seven items right there. Um, and then you bring your pack and then you have your camera gear. And then the other thing is like whatever you're wearing. And are there, what, what are the restrictions of these items? There isn't. There's no restrictions whatsoever. Not that I'm aware of, but every, it has to fit into one pack. I believe. I would assume it's not like 50 packs for ramen. You can't probably. Bring no, that. not like no that. Food. No, the tools, tools mainly. So it's so, just tools. So I'm saying, but, yeah. they, but they are saying 100% I cannot bring food. No. You can you have to you have to you have to live off of what you're seeing in the land. That right. is the main rule. Well, then I'd probably bring some. some I'd bring a gill iodine. net though. Gill net's the biggest one I think I'd bring. The gill net. What's yeah, dude. That? Because a gill you mean net. A gilly? No, like, a gill net. A gill net is what you set up to catch fish. So instead of a fishing rod, yeah, 
you because I do not want to hunt fucking mice, rabbit, the things that are difficult to catch, right? Yeah. They're on a big, like big, big lake, big lake, and they're always near a body of water because that's part of their requirements. Is they're near, they're all in the same area, but in different parts of the land, and they have like three miles. Can to they like interact with across. each other? No, that's another thing okay. too. Is they yep. each get three miles to themselves of of the land around them in a radius, so they don't see each other, they don't hear each other. It's just complete silence, and like. The main thing I see with all the winners is that they always bring a gill net, which catches fish. So you, yeah. you, you strike. It's just a. Uh, it's basically it's a just a double layered net where they swim in yep. and they can't swim back. Exactly, out. and they just leave it overnight, and then they work on stuff during the day. Come back and there's hell. And fish they come back and there's fish. But if there's not fish, they just readjust it. You know, Move they, they eat some yeah. nuts and berries and then they mm. keep going and they work again that day. But like there are people that fuck up and don't bring a gill net and every single time those people don't last. But if they do, they're masters at hunting bunnies. Masters. These, uh, there was a girl on there that was second place compared to the guy who brought the gill net and got big game. She didn't get any big game. She was not she a hunter. She just hunted rabbits Hunt, the entire just, time? Just a gatherer. She she was oh, just wow. a gatherer. So she carried, gathered berries, nuts, anything off of the land. And then when she did hunt, she would have set up these little like traps for the bunnies. Wow. That would, like, they, they would go right through. But she's like, oh, here's a bunny track. Okay, so this is where I'm going to put it. And then she would get like every time the success rate was like hundred percent. She always got a bunny. That's awesome. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. That's what I'm saying. The show's super cool because everyone approaches it differently. Yeah. And you can tell it's like... I would say 50% drop because it's just bad luck. They eat something that fucked them up that mm -hmm. shouldn't have, or yep. they just messed up. They like injured themselves on accident. Like some dude was walking and his arrow fell through his sack on his back and stabbed him right in the leg. Ooh. And it was such a deep cut that he was infected and he had to go home. Yeah. It's like, how can you account for shit like that? You're a hunter. <laughs> and it's like, Holy shit. you know what I mean? So it's like, dude, the, the random reason some guy fell on his back and broke his kneecap because like he fell back and the, his knee fell forward. Like it's just uh, random. Rough. It's just random. But it makes you think, dude, like if we were going back to those days, how many fucking people do you think just like broke an ankle and died? Seriously, dude. Because well, it gonna, can lead to complications. Well, I'm going to be honest. They didn't like... Back in those days, they actually had a lot of herbal and like they had a lot more remedies than what you like. What people in tell the West, you. there was no fix because right. we didn't have that type of stuff. Well, what year are we talking? About, what year are we talking about here? The we hunting and gathering days. We're talking about. We're talking about seventeen, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, is that what you're talking 1700s, about? Pre, if you're talking about pre seventeen hundreds, I mean, I can show you pictures of like giant structures and like huge cities back from then. Like they definitely didn't have that issue back then. Like we're talking about. Like 800 BC type shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But yes, basically, yes, in 800 BC, I could probably also see somebody just, oh, broken ankle. Well, it was nice knowing you guys. Uh, well, I'm going to go uh, curl up and die that's, somewhere. That's much how it was. Life expectancy was so low. That's why when you were an elder back then, right, in any tribe or whatever, everyone respected you because you outlived everybody pretty much, right? Because even if you're like 70... Like, think about it. That's 70 years of not fucking up. 70 like, years of not fucking <laughs> that's up. That's truly what I'm it is. Still here. Like an arrow didn't hit you in the nuts, whatever it was. Like nothing <laughs> happened like that. There's so many problems that could have gone down, dude. They were hunting like they were hunting muskox, for example, bro. That's an eight hundred pound animal. Like in the winter of that show that I was just talking about, yeah. dude, the way he killed the muskox was so fucking crazy, dude. He sorry if it's fucking spoiler, fuck all you. He literally shot it. Went right through it, right? And he was bleeding, and, like, the muskox can't run fast. So, yeah, like, so walking, it's, it's bleeding, yep. and it, it didn't know where he was. He was so far, so it just kept bleeding. And then when he was like, well, the thing's not dead yet. I need to kill it now, because if you don't kill it fast enough, yeah, other, wolves like, will stop or start coming. Else, yep. Yeah, so he comes up to it with a fucking pocket knife. Yeah, just fucking. And then ran away, comes back, <laughs> ran away. And you just hear this ox going, burr, burr, just every time it got stabbed. Holy but it did, it, he was so quick. 
that like he didn't know like the muskox didn't know where he was and it was bleeding out bleeding out and eventually he killed it and i was like dude this man killed a muskox 800 pound animal with a fucking pocket so visceral yeah, I know. So you know, trust me, that's the only honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. So that's, nuts. Because I have such a respect for like nature and animals and shit like that. That's the only part that's gonna be hard for me. Killing the is killing, yeah. Is is killing an animal because I need to survive, not yeah. because I want to kill that animal. Oh, dude, because that's gonna make me feel really guilty. I'm people cry, lie. dude. For I believe it. People cry heavily. Like there was a guy who had a squirrel friend for like his first thirty days. Is it a squirrel friend? A squirrel friend. Like you're, oh, you said his girlfriend. No, a squirrel friend. Like a squirrel friend. Like he set up his camp. And there was a squirrel in the tree, and every morning he would eat with the squirrel. The squirrel would eat with him. Like he would, like, oh. he created a bond for like a month with and the then squirrel. Because he he's by himself. No. Then one day, no. the gillnet produced nothing. Oh, he no. missed out on all of his rabbit oh, traps, and he worked no. really hard that day on the shelter and completed it before winter. And winter was coming, and the squirrel had a ton of nuts, and the mm. squirrel was fat and plump. Yep. And he was like, and he killed it. And when he killed it, dude, the dude bawled so heavily. And when he ate it, he was gagging because not because it tastes bad, because of yeah. how bad he felt. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I almost couldn't, I almost couldn't eat it. Then the next day, he was like, "All right, so we're here." <laughs> I was like, what I, think, the fuck? "I think there's a difference between like I'm vegan and like I'm fucking starving. I need yeah. something to sustain yeah. myself." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's like, especially like the Native Americans, like how they would like anoint this animal and like bless them into the thank them the next their, worlds yep. and you know thank them for sustaining their family and themselves so like well they would also I, use every single part and not waste a damn that's thing. true yeah. not, that's nothing was true. wasted we're everything so wasteful was here oh horribly wasteful. all we want is the chicken breast yeah dude think about it dude now everything we do is wasteful. everything else go everything's wasteful bro but in this show bro no i saw someone eat a mouse head the other day it was crazy yeah bro they stuffed it with blueberries and just ate it the, the amount of shit, dude. We're nothing. We're poons compared to the, yeah, some, of these, some sure. of these people on the show, bro. Like we are weak, weak mm-hmm. shit. Well, dude, I want to, dude, I want to do it. I just don't know. I, I don't you know do anybody the with the balls that wants to go with me. Yeah. If you're da- you're down, no, he's yeah. he's dude, he is down. He he went. Yeah. When, when, when no, I'm we talking went. about primitive technology. I mean, yeah. like we'll go with some bear. Well, no, 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 no. We're not going primitive technology. I'll survive <laughs> with you in the wild, but let's get the basic necessities that we need to your get back items. to the car. Your ten items. Yeah. We could do 10 items. That would be cool. Miles, go even to warm yourself up because, again, I'm, my, my girlfriend was going to do the Superior Hiking Trail, bro. That is that is doing exactly what we're talking about. You bring 10 items and you have to survive for that long. Like, and yeah, you bring food and shit, but a lot of times... 100 days? Like, no, you, but the... Well, Holy actually, shit. no, yeah, the Superior Hiking Trail, she said that there's three drops and each drop is a month. So no, it's three months, which is 90 days. What are you talking about? The Superior Hiking Trail? You never trail? heard of this? So no. the Superior Hiking Trail is a trail that it basically expands and starts. It starts in Minnesota up north, and you it, you walks across X amount of miles, right? And um, it goes east towards Michigan across, uh, along the Great Lakes. Yes. Holy shit. What he shit. said. And so yeah. you hike that, and you stay on the site. You, you, you stay By wherever you see yeah, fit. Right. Well, wherever oh, really? you see, there are stopping points, but wherever right. you see fit, but the stopping points are created by people. It's not like a proper campsite, right? It's just, it's created by other hikers and travelers. And on the trail, you may encounter other people, you may not, but people go at all times of the year. Some people make it a challenge mm-hmm. and go in the winter. Some people make it a challenge and go in the summer, whatever it is, but they always have scheduled drops, okay? Because you, you need drops to survive. Like people don't just go all throughout without a drop of like re, like, you know, a drop would be like, here's some nuts or like, you know what I mean? Here's some more food, like whatever it is, because you have to make it last for those days. Um, for, so it's like a month at a time, essentially. 
And like people do this, like they make it a goal. Not a lot of people can complete it because like you're pretty much if you're like, let's say you're out of a hundred miles, you're like 40 miles in and you want to be done, but you have 20 left to go before you hit the next point. You have to make it to the next 20 miles. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, there's no, there's no coming back. There's no going backwards. Well, see, in the my, middle of the forest. I want to be very clear about this. My, my goal is not to walk as far as I can. No, it's just but to that's, survive in nature. In, in one spot is what you're saying. Pretty right? much. Yeah. See, I guess you could be like two miles away from a car the whole time if you wanted to. Well, we could drop. But, no, I'm saying like, I mean, yeah, the boundary waters are in that case of the superior mm-hmm. hiking trail. We can go a little bit along that. I think you should in, go. And then I think you should go camping and walk what we did. What we go is like you walk about three miles into your site. Go camping for three or four days in one spot. We were in a tight spot. We were by a river. We it was were, a lot of walking. Yeah, it was, but it was a lot of walking. And it, it was, looked it was, like Lord of the Rings, though. It was fucking It was fucking amazing. gnarly, dude. And yeah. I think that that spot we should send them to if you really want to do what you're saying. Well, either that or we could honestly... I just like, need to know where they're going to have the most resources because if we're going to do this legit, I need to know where they're going to have the yeah, least well, amount of poisonous berries or like the be... most amount of like berries, the most amount of wildlife, the most amount of... like. Well, that's all up to you to figure out. Well, like the generally the area where you're yeah, well, the general area that we're talking field. about. Think about what we're talking about. There was a river right by the camp, mm-hmm. so there's your water source. Okay, there you was boil bunnies, the shit out of it. <laughs> bunnies all around you. There's your food source, squirrels. Oh, yeah, that's that, hey, that's how you survive. I'm hunting big game if we're going out like that. Oh, I'm dude, bringing, you, there's bears out there. Go kill a bear, dude. I would actually. It's crazy, man. In order to do that legally, you need to... Fuck legal. You gotta get a, yeah, you get a hunting license. Go That only, and then the boundary waters, because the, the place that we went to was a national park. It was. Oh, yeah, so it's protected. Yeah, it was protected. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so we need to go somewhere outside. I would kill that. a bitch if it was coming at me. Yeah. They have a, a incredible amount of islands up there on the in the boundary waters, though, so being able to like lay claim to an island for a couple of days would be... Um, he gave back the five Yeah, he didn't even want my $5. See, That's that incredible. shows you how much he appreciated the original wow. $5 he got. <laughs> I do appreciate all it. My, no, he doesn't appreciate it. In all my months of podcasting, I never thought I'd see that. It's it's down there. What a zinger. It's down there. So wow. I'll grab it. But yes, islands. But yeah, I know like a, mm. a bear, uh, a moose, whatever. That, I mean, that's easy, dude. All you got to do is set up a, a deer stand. Especially if you have two people, that's pretty easy. It's really tough, man. Yeah, it's really tough. Because here's the thing. So check this out. I had a story of, of the Boundary Waters where we almost encountered a bear and we almost had to kill it. You and your so, dad or what? Yeah, me and my dad and his buddy who was in the Marines. His name is also Sean. They're both named Sean. Fire. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> um, we were camping in the Boundary Waters and I think it was like the third or fourth night. It was raining super hard. It was nuts. So we all stayed in the same tent because just for safety reasons, like if somebody else is in another tent, something happens and they're alone, you know, that's fucked. Right. So I was in the middle. I was like probably 16 or 17 years old. And then I was, my head was like right up to the tent canvas and I felt snuff something like touch my head. And like, I, I heard <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. Oh and a bear. God. A fucking black bear. You're sniffing your head? A black bear was sniffing my head because he could smell us, of course. We had obviously hanged all our food up. But then I'm like, okay, I have to do this very quietly because if I scare the bear, the bear's just going to, you know, either hopefully run away or it off. could possibly attack us. <laughs> oh, it could definitely attack you at that point, yeah. So obviously we're strapped. You're not going up to the boundary waters unless you have a weapon. Right. You need yeah. to be prepared for everything. So I tell my, I'm like, Dad, wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. He never smoked cigarettes, but except on the Boundary Waters, he smokes cigarettes. So he gets his fucking 357 snub nose revolver out. I think it's actually a long barrel. He goes out there. He fucking sees the bear. 
Now, here's the thing. You don't want to shoot a bear in the boundary waters because the paperwork that you have to deal with oh, with the DNR, yeah. when you report that, is outrageous. And you could be criminalized for something like that. Well, also, like Jesse told me, as a bear hunter, the other thing with it is if you don't get it on the first shot, you just pissed it off and it'll it'll live for a while. Yeah. Like when he shot it with, hit a bear with an arrow, it ran, he said, 50 yards until it died towards mm-hmm. him. The dad died right in front of him. So even if your dad did shoot it, Fat chance that he he's not going to get attacked. Yep. So he had the gun. the 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 bear was there. It was you know it was just kind of sitting there, and then it starts to walk closer to us. And I'm I just hoping he's not going to shoot. But then he cracks two shots in up the in the air. air. Yeah. And then it runs away. But then the entire night, my dad's sitting there fucking chain smoking Marlboro Reds. <laughs> and he's like, this fucking bear. This fucking bear is going to be around here sometime. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going back to bed. And he's like, don't worry about it. And he's like cleaning his fucking chamber. Just putting bullets in there. Just, I oh, yeah, fucking bear. It was ridiculous, dude. But Dude, men live for that. Like, manly men live for that yeah, moment where they yeah. can just be fucking Bruce mm-hmm. Willis there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just... Started walking towards him. Bah, bah. Yeah. He's fucking... yeah. So he told me, like, when I woke up, he was like, I was just, I was there with my headlamp and my gun and my cigarette. I was like walking the perimeter of the camp all night, <laughs> just waiting for that fucker to show back up again. Well, that's the thing about bears, too, is that, like, what people don't know is that they will come back because yeah. when they're already there, he probably shit near camp, which means that they're going to come back. So, mm-hmm. like, he was, he was waiting because your dad's smart. He was like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to fucking he's come Marine. back at some yeah. point. So, like, it's either he comes back or he doesn't. So he'll wait up all night for it. That's that's dude, that's fucking insane. Bro. Ridiculous. Sniff your head. That ball. That bear has some balls, dude. And that's the thing is, they're like, especially black bears. There's a lot. Like, there's not really a lot to worry about here in Minnesota because black bears, especially, are more curious than anything else. Yeah. And they're scared shitless of anything. Grizzly bears. Well, they don't give are a the shit. ones that you have to worry about because they're more aggressive. Well, that's the thing too. And it's in, just in, in, in alone, they're they're like up north, like in in Canada. Only grizzly bears, bro. That's all I've ever we seen. We don't have any show. grizzlies, which is nice. No, and like, dude, every fuck, dude, the grizzly bears that I've seen, they just perched, dude. There was a grizzly bear overarching. So on top of the hill, he was looking at this dude sitting like a fucking dog upright, just looking at the camp, just and watching him. The guy's like, dude, is this bear just fucking watching me, dude? And then that night, that bear came down. He was just watching him and scoped him out during the day. And then at night, he came back. He remembered. They're fucking smart, dude. Like, they're stupid smart. Did you ever hear about those stories with of the people who, like, went to go live with bears? Did you ever hear yeah, about those documentaries? Yeah, they got ripped There up. was one specific guy. I can't remember his name. I do, he dude, he, he lived a documentary there. about it. He went about crazy. Him in this relationship with this, like, I don't know, a legion of bears? What the fuck do you call a plethora of bears? It, it was like, yeah, you didn't hear about this, Miles? No. There's a guy that went to Alaska that um, went to this remote island where they call it Bear Island, and, like, they literally were like, the, the locals were like, if you go there, like, you're going to die. Like, these these are all grizzly bears hanging out in, in an island. That's their space, and that's their territory. This guy was going there for research purposes at first, and that's what he went there for. The guy ended up going crazy because he lived out there for so long, and people think he went a little mentally nuts, and he abandoned ship completely he was talking to people on walkie every day completely got rid of the walkie and was just living with these bears and yeah like there was a point you see footage of him where like he would like hug the bears and all this stuff and like for some reason dude he lived out there i think they said reported for like a couple of years and they, they the bears never killed him for years up until the last day he oh my up until God. wait up until like yesterday oh, no, up and no, up until like the yeah. last day that they they didn't know about him anymore like oh. he stopped reporting and mm-hmm. then like a couple days after he stopped talking to them someone obviously went to go check on him 
and he recorded could, everything. Yeah, and he had a video where he was interacting with a bear. They don't show it. You can hear the audio somewhere online. Yeah, but and they sh- by the way, in all the other earlier documentaries, people point out this bear as like this is the one bear that always fucked with him. Mm-hmm. Like they would always fuck with him. It would always come up to him and like growl it would like jump up at him and fake attack like there was times where like the guy would have to slap the bear in the nose because he was just getting he was like no like you're not that aggressive because this guy loved bears yeah he just wanted to live and be with the bears but yeah that bear fucking killed him annihilated him and it, it's yep. all on video like all on video they, they they say that they have the original video of him like getting demolished by this bear and like when they went to go check on him his parts were spread out across this entire field so they just found body parts of him everywhere. And by the time they got there, they said they only could find minuscule parts of him left. Like they couldn't find too much to identify him even. That's how much the bear fucked him up. You couldn't find any parts of him, dude. Yeah, bro. You got to watch this documentary. It's insane. Holy fuck. It's insane, dude. You can't be friends with nature. You can just, I feel like, you respect but, it from a distance. Yeah, and that's what, that's what all the locals say there too. They're like, if you learn anything from this, like just know that you can't be one with them or one with nature, but you have to respect it and respect the surroundings around you. But when it comes to other species of animals, it's, it's fucking survival of the fittest. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. There's no other way to go about it. You can't be one with them. They will fuck you up. Like <laughs> we as humans in the 21st century have no concept of what it means to even have that level of connection with nature anymore. We're so we're sitting in a house right now. You know, yeah. we're not sitting in a hut or something like that outside. We're going to sit in my hut. We're we're completely <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Dude. We're we're completely disconnected from that. If we didn't have our iPhones, most of us would implode. It's true. So what does that say about being able to, you know, have that type of connection? Now we're just too to. many generations outside of nature, bro. We don't know shit. Mm. We don't know shit about like even I've realized like when you watch that show, I'm 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 imploring you to watch alone, bro. It's oh, it's I saw on Hulu. Watch it alone um, as well. Watch it alone watch it as by well. yourself. Um, oh, it's well. it's really cool. I mean, it's really fucking neat. You see a different bunch of different survival tactics, but even the people who are the most like the people who know the most don't even make it because it's just it's a fat chance shit happens. Some, like you know what I mean like no matter how much knowledge you have the stars have to align for you to survive in nature and that's why I respect after watching that show and then hearing about the bear guy because he does he does come to mind when I watch this show like how did he survive in nature for years with these bears like years we're not talking like these people are making it 100 days which yeah. is three months or so right oh, mm-hmm. years and this guy survived out there crazy I'm guessing, man. Well, I'm guessing if the bears can live out there my guess is that they fished yeah, so well, that, that's, where he, that's where he got killed was in the water. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say some sort of fish is what I'm guessing is like they probably ate a bunch of salmon. It's Alaska. Like, yeah. They have a ton of salmon out there, so he's probably just cooking salmon all day. Yep. He's living off salmon, which would be pretty lit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying like for how long? Oh, yeah. No, I mean yeah. like, trust me. I mean, I don't want to have to think about the idea of being stranded somewhere where that's life from now on, but like just, just, to, just to do it to test my nature skills for a little while, like. I think max I'd do it for is a month just to prove yeah. that I could do it. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do it. With a loan, I would, again, if that, if I did it once and I was able to do it 30 days, no problem, then yeah, I would definitely go do fucking a loan. That yeah. Like a great, how do you sign up for that? Like, how do you even yeah. join that? Yeah, well, what it seems like is that you apply, right? So they, they take open applications, but then you have to like send in a bunch of like footage Videos, and yeah. like real things. Like a lot of these people are like online YouTubers who like do this like for a living or like yeah. people who are already primitive and they, if they don't have that technology, they like come out to the site they live at and prove it like this is where i live like these people get hand selected because there's only 10 of them and every season there's only 10 people and recently since people were out 
I think they were outlasting like over 90 days, which is the original mark. Because yeah. at first, the seasons were just survive as long as you can. When you're the last one out here, we'll come and let you know. Sometimes it's 45 days. Sometimes it was, you know, 80 days, whatever. But I think the longest they were, someone was ever out there was 99 days. And then they, the last season that I just saw, which is the newest season, which was it's a hundred days. And if it's, if you do a hundred days, you get a million dollars instead of just being the last one for 500,000. That, that, that was the original offer. Yeah. So it's a cool show. Go check it out. Sorry. My podcast ended up being about alone. Really fucking cool thing though. Mm. I just, I, we got, we got recommended to it and I was like, I, I was just blown away. I it's it's it. addicting. We got, it's just fucking crazy. What I you see. It. It's crazy what you see, bro. You learn so much. There's another show you should look at. It's, I think it's called Alaska, the last frontier about these groupings of families who live in different parts of primitive Alaska and how they get by. It's kind of, it's obvious they're not playing for a cash prize, but they're actual people who like live like that. It's fucking Well, nuts. Alaska is one of the most unforgiving nature environments in the world. It's yep. insane. It's, it's so incredibly like intense compared. People think Minnesota is intense. It ain't shit what? compared to that. Actually, people no, do think is. Minnesota is intense. People who aren't from the Midwest, imagine people we've met like who are in L.A., they don't know what the fuck a hardship is if you take them out in fucking north, up north Minnesota. They don't know what the fuck to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's a little different for us. We compare us to Canada and Alaska, the two most intense environments to live in. Mm. Other than in the winter, it's it's pretty tough to live here. I'll be oh, honest. Yeah. Well, Especially general, as a native. Go out, go out right now. T -t Today was a 99 degree day or something like that. It was supposed to be for heat advisory. Go out and camp in this shit. Tell me how you feel. It's got to stay cool, Jim. If you got a river, I mean, you can always cool off. That's take not a, a problem. Dip. Yeah, take mm -hmm. a nice little dip. Especially in the Great Lakes, because it's always super cold. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about this show, though. The, the main theme, too, is that they're not in the summer. It's always no fall winter. going into winter. Mm. Yeah. So I, they have to deal with both seasons? Yeah, so the first two or three weeks oh, are fall prepping for winter, and then you, it starts to, like, snow really hard for a day or two, and then go back to fall. It's like, oh, shit, now it's, it's going to happen soon. And then all of a sudden, overnight, shit just transitions into, like, a whiteout. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. I don't know that I could do winter. I could oh, do dude, winter? winter is. I think, I think winter so. is. Winter is pretty fucking easy. Are you naked? What I've that's seen. the question. Is it like naked no. and alone? So you come with a full. Yeah, like, you that's your choose? item. Like a full suit would be like one item. Okay. So then mm. that being said, you know, you get the right, you get the right, you know, snow gear. I would just start warmer because you can always peel layers off. Right. Just get a really mm -hmm. warm thing, and then once you got some snow, I mean, dude, you can even set up an igloo. Like, I mean, obviously, I would probably set up more of, like, a cabin or a teepee or lean-to or something That's, like that. Dude, like, a lot of the housing strategies are interesting, too. Some guy made a house out of rock. That, oh, was, yeah. a, that was a winning factor. That was yeah. winning. He won because nothing was being leaked through for smell. Yeah. Like, there was, he could keep his food safe. Like, that, there was a lot of different things. But most people, in the beginning, before you establish a real home, just do, like, an A-frame. Like, that's the biggest one, A-frame, build some logs onto it. But the biggest problem I see is none of them win. If they build an A-frame shelter, They're none of them win. win. <laughs> no, none of them do. Because the main fucking problem is that, no, not the smell. Well, it's it's the protection of the outdoors. Yeah. So, like, the way in the winter, how, like, snow hits it, it doesn't just yeah. glide off. It sticks. Yep. It sticks to the moss. And then eventually enough weight will tip it over. But then if they off. don't have clay with yeah. the, to glaze the moss over, if it freezes too fast, dude, it's still super highly flammable. So they have the, the, mm. the fire pits are inside keeping them warm and poof, the whole thing goes down. Wait, and has then, that happened? Oh, dude, three or four times, dude. Oh, Wait, somebody's whole hut burns up? God. Immediately, bro. Oh and the, the thing about the fucking camera gear is it's fireproof. So what they end up oh, doing is they like keep one camera on the outside. You watch this whole thing burn. And, and while it's inside. burning, the scrambling one inside, they like throw the cameras in the fucking lock thing and then take all their shit out and it's just completely burned. Like it, it's happened wow. a couple times. You watch the show, man. Like it literally, <laughs> you, it's, it's always the same fucking reason why they burn. It's because, yep, the moss caught on fire 
And I was like, because the moss is an insulator, yeah. right? So it's like it's insulating for the winter. But that's the main problem I see. The only girl that did that A-frame shelter that was successful was she ended up at the right before winter. She was like, okay, I completed my shelter. She opened it up the backside of it and created a chimney. Yeah, you and it was, so it was and so it was still like it was connected to her home like so a frame home and then the chimney was the exposed back, yes. on the outside and yep. then at night she would just put something in front of it to cut it off so then she could so when she would open it up you had to get instantly cold but then you start a fire and it would be good yep. and then she had a top for it so she would go outside put the top on for the snow not to get in it was like super fucking smart and that's the same girl was hunting and gathering like she she, she barely hunted she just gathered berries and, and cooked rabbits and like that's the thing in the winter too Think about your food sources. Completely limited. Bears are gone because they're hibernating. Frozen. You only have wolves, and you can't hunt a wolf because they're normally in packs. So they're gonna fucking kill you. So like the only thing they eat in the winter are like musk ox or something if they can find one, or bunnies. Ninety nine percent Arctic bunnies every single time. An Arctic bunny is just a floofier bunny. That's all it is. See, what I want to know is how do you get? How do you trap a wolf? Because I feel like that's the best way they, to do it. No one ever fucking has killed a wolf in like, seven seasons. Well, the whole reason the whole reason I say that is because if they do come in a pack, if like they always come in a pack, always. Right. If you can, if you can get like one where its legs are like almost like one of those bunny traps where you like grab its legs or something like that, mm -hmm. so it's just stuck somewhere well, some for a second where you can just hit it. Some with animals a bow and are arrow. protected too, so like a fox was like a really high target. People want to kill the fox because foxes are super fucking slick. They just steal your food right in their assholes, and they are so ballsy. They don't give a shit. They'll come in and not kill, hurt you. They'll come in like hiss at you and grab something and leave like super quickly, but they can't kill the fox. Even if you're at danger, like if you kill that fox and you feel like you're in danger, they said that you have to show like the footage and like do a bunch of paperwork. So like mm -hmm. some things are, if they're endangered, mm -hmm. they can't kill them. Damn. So like it yeah. sucks because I think the wolves are in the same category. I think uh, they're in the exact same. The Arctic wolf is endangered, so therefore you cannot kill it. Makes sense. So you're like, fuck. So you, you can kill a, with it. You can kill a bear. You can kill wow. a muskos, a moose, whatever. Even wolverines you can kill, like whatever you want to do. How, how from a distance do I fucking tell the difference between a wolverine and a wolf? <laughs> wolverines <laughs> actually look more like... Uh, Tigers or some shit. No, Not dude. Tigers. They're a little like oh. coyotes. No, they're, they're darker. Dark. They're dark and they look like a mole almost. Like they're mm. very like weirdly... They look really not what you think they did when i thought of wolverine i thought of like a jaguar almost like a mm -hmm. big cat no dude it's like it looks like a rodent they have kind of a snubby face yep. too and they're yeah. assholes they're just complete dickheads dude they're they're, they're uh they you you can tell the difference watch the show bro i'm telling you bro right. I'm the, hey, watch I'm the there. goddamn show anyway what else do you guys want to talk about otherwise uh, we talk about alone for i have an time. eye appointment in about 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> do you really yeah i do okay well, we'll fucking wrap this up then um appreciate you being on miles hey, talk no about problem. it it's just kind of a random podcast, but I appreciate you being on. No problem, Jim. We got a got a fun day. Yeah, you do. Fun Good luck with your show tonight. Day. Thanks, Jim. Yep. Just seeing you through the little, little eye hole there. Little eye hole there. Yep. <laughs> hey, those are my eye holes. Those hey, are hey, hey, don't steal my don't eye steal. holes. I'm the eye hole man. <laughs> don't steal my eye holes. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh I'll be posting more. Been very irrelevant, but I will be more relevant. Gage, I think I just realized you were probably cut off for a lot of that. Most of it I actually kinda had a safe space to like <laughs> yeah. sip the joint a little bit and just <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Hey, what's up? Exactly. I'm gone. Absurdities. Appreciate yeah. you being on. Chia. That's it. All right, now get the hell out of my house. Get the fuck, get the fuck out, out, of out of here. No, I need a doink. That's what I need. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every single listener. You have followed me all the way to the end of this episode, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. Please go give me a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a review. Give it a five star and tell me what you love about this podcast. Every little thing you do helps, including subscribing to me on YouTube. That is 
Kev's Perspective, K-E-V comma S Perspective. Every single week, I do all of this myself, and I'd greatly appreciate all of you to just give me a follow, throw me a five-star, give me a like, whatever you can do to help me grow. I'd greatly appreciate it. Tune in next week to Kev's Perspective. Cheers.